Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast to get you waffling about your mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks the journey. So join me each week as I open up shop and have a waffle. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast. Today, I'm joined by the incredibly talented singer-songwriter, Ray Morris. Welcome to the Waffle Shop. Hello, it's great to be here. Like I said before we started, this is very surreal for me because you sing some of my favourite songs. So I'm, I get like a little bit fangirly and like my voice will kind of lower in pitch as it goes on. So apologies to like <laughs> anyone's ear. Drums. <laughs> I, li- I like that your voice lowers when you fangirl because mine just goes really high and I go like <laughs> this. And um, so I think that's, it's cooler that you go lower. Okay, I'm going to take that. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But speaking of things that annoy me, I start each one of my shows with a thing called The Weekly Waffle. And it's something that I need to get off my chest because it ends up kind of snowballing into something that then really annoys me. And then it's just one minor inconvenience away from a full breakdown. So (laughs) this is kind of like the stuff that I need to get off my chest. This week is what's annoying me, Ray, is sniffling. Now... Okay. You know, it's we're coming into like a weird season. Like one day it's like boiling hot, the next minute it's freezing cold, the next minute we're in a storm. 
So I kind of understand it, but there is no, something that really bothers me is when someone's sat there and they're like, <laughs> like it's just just go and blow your nose. <laughs> totally, just... and I'm I'm a bit stressed now because I'm going to be really conscious of of not no. sniffling throughout this podcast. <laughs> we can edit out. We can edit out. I'll make the exception for you, Ray. <laughs> just. <laughs> just this once <laughs> I get it though I I get why that's irritating um but and I, I guess it's particularly sensitive in this post-pandemic time because yeah. you kind of everyone's a little bit conscious of um of catching germs and our immune systems are pretty mm-hmm. weak and you can't cough um, in public not used anymore to having germs. <laughs> because right. like it's, it's like and you see like these people like they quite clearly like hiding a cough because they're like they're kind of like shaking you're like just just cough like you're gonna be okay like a cough's okay but it's sniffling all day it's just blow your nose <laughs> it's it's really difficult isn't it it's, it's quite awkward I, I've been on quite a lot of trains recently because I've been doing some touring for the first time in you know in a yes. really long time and yeah it's it's hard to know what the etiquette is with um you know do you, how long do you keep your mask on for when is it fine to eat food and drink food and drink food and drink drink drinks um and yeah that there's there were you know funny looks when someone coughs and it, it's just going to be a bit weird for a while isn't it for a while, while, while we all it's readjust just, it's just here now isn't it it's just <laughs> yeah but what, what's been annoying you is there anything that's kind of been getting on your goat a little bit well there are a lot of things to be annoyed about <laughs> i think in the world right now um there's a lot going on and and i think um you know that we, we are allowed to have our, our petty our petty Definitely. irritations as well and um, the other day we went to see an exhibition um at the at the royal academy and it was very posh wow. you know very like posh. i don't know if you've ever been to the ra it's quite um you know like I'm not normally allowed in oh <laughs> do not allowed. let you in <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised they let me in as well to be um but we went with with we've got a little girl um she she's only nine months old so yes. she was pretty well behaved um like she, she's not able to walk yet thankfully um but our friend's little boy is a, is significantly older he's like I think he's two and he was running about you know having a great time and actually really responding to the art and yeah and enjoying being able to go close to the art and mm-hmm. um it was a Francis Bacon exhibition and I think that attracts quite a like serious crowd. <laughs> and some people were just not happy with the little boy, our friend's little boy, um, kind of running about and making a noise. And there was yeah. this one lady in particular that was just so irritated with him that that just made me so mad. You know, I was just, I was just like, this is what they don't make it like, be. yeah. And this, this is exactly what I was going to say to that is because you surely you'd want the younger generation to be inspired. And I imagine there was a lot of like the looks and like maybe even like a turtle or something. It's just like we've just been locked away for two years. Just let him enjoy it. Honestly, the the tot is exact. Your you you've hit the nail on the head with the tot. Like this this lady, she even did a gesture. You know, she had there was an arm gesture. Oh, she was she was really she was really annoyed. Um, and I, yeah, it just felt totally at odds with. W- why I personally would go and see yeah. an art exhibition and the, you know that we weren't doing any breaking any rules by taking a, a toddler in there um but maybe 
there was an unwritten rule that you don't take a, a, a kid to a Francis Bacon exhibition. I don't know, but we 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 didn't know that, and and it God, it really really irritated me. So that yeah, that was my weekly. No, no. Um, yeah. I think that's a good solid one. Do you feel better now Thank for getting you. off your chest? Yeah, I do. I've been See? yeah, I, it's been really <laughs> bugging me <laughs> since it happened. Because in the moment, you know, you can't. I didn't want to make a fuss, and I didn't want to have a confrontation with this lady. But um, yeah, she's really been on my mind. She's here today. <laughs> yeah, and and this is. <laughs> uh, I would love to pull off some comedy like that, but no, not today. It's all positive now. We've we've got things off our chests, and yeah, I feel kind much of better like, now. Good. See, that's what the good old waffle does to people. Um, but speaking <laughs> of kind of like positivity and stuff, there's one thing like that really puts a smile on my face, and obviously that's music. It's my biggest coping mechanism. And there's certain songs of yours that have just kind of, they've done that for me. Like they're kind of like, I kind of call it like the soundtrack. And there's certain moments, whether it's like a festival or I randomly hear it like on a, on a day that on a random playlist, like of mine. And it's like, ah, oh. and I kind of have to say thank you for that. Cause there's one of them like in particular, and it's someone out there. And oh. that to me is just like a hug. Because it's kind of like, regardless of like what I'm going through in that particular moment, when I hear that song, it's like, you're not on your own feeling this. Like there's someone out there who's like feeling this as well. And it's kind of what the podcast stands for as well. Because I didn't know there were other people out there feeling the way I did until I started this journey. Mm. And that song for me is just like a little bit of a reminder of like, you're not on your own. So thank you for writing that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, honestly, th thank you for um, for letting me know how you feel about it. And it's that's really, really so nice for me to hear that. Um, yeah, yeah, feedback about about songs like that doesn't always, um, you know, filter through. You don't always yeah. totally get to hear how a song might have impacted someone. So thank you. That's that's great. <laughs> well, this is a very cute podcast. <laughs> like... <laughs> I know, we're being very polite. <laughs> so, yeah. like bad we need the to rough it up a bit, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. we? <laughs> Where's that woman gone from that? <laughs> yeah, bring her back. back it. <laughs> um, but I wanted to kind of, and I'd love having a musical guest on the show because I kind of want to take it back a little bit before we kind of got to the albums and obviously these incredible like bodies of work that you've created. What made you pick up like the microphone or like what can you remember? Was it a song or was it a feeling that you're like, that's what I want to do? Well, I, I have had music as part of my life since I was a, a little kid because I did piano lessons and kind of came through that like classical piano route. So it was more like the piano was my introduction to, to all of music. Um, and then I kind of slowly started to listen to pop music as I got closer to my teens and realised that I could play pop music on the piano too. So um, that was that was when it all kind of changed. And then I, I guess I realized that singing was also something I might be able to have a go at. Um, and yeah, I guess it really helps you to form your identity when you, when you find something yeah. that you're passionate about. Um, and I know a lot of people don't, don't discover a passion early on in their lives. It might be something they come to much later in their lives. So I, I felt really lucky that I was able to kind of, um find that quite early on 
No, I love that. And to be fair, like you kind of hit the nail because I was I didn't discover mine until I turned 30 and with like the podcast. So it's right. and again, it's another kind of message from the show is the fact that regardless of what age you are, like if you love something and like you generally, if it puts a smile on your face, like regardless of what it is or how old you are or wherever you're from in the world, like you need to do it because it's a very short period of time that we're here for. So you might as well do things that like put a smile on your face. Exactly. And yeah, and and I guess you and I are fortunate enough that we we kind of do that as as our jobs. I, I don't know if you if you do other jobs as well. Um, but but like, you know, not everyone gets to kind of fully immerse themselves into their passion. And that's something yeah. that I think the the pandemic made me appreciate that, you know, I could carry on making music and use the time to like to create an album whereas a lot of other people had to um change their work or, yeah. or um you know take on a different career path so um yeah I think I'm much more grateful for the for the kind of opportunities that I've had now um post-pandemic hmm. I love that see negatives to positives always totally Totally. Pitbull taught me that, by the way. Ah, so. which is that a song? Is that one song in particular? Can you give us a bit of? No, oh, no chance. Don't do it? that. Don't come onto my <laughs> show and embarrass me like that. <laughs> oh, <is that> what <laughs> <No>. to <hear>? <laughs> Nearly, it was on the tip of the tongue. Then I was like, no, no, no one oh. needs to hear that. Okay, um, when we've stopped yeah. recording, I'm going to. <laughs> I'll do it. A little rendition. <laughs> Crack out the piano. It sounds beautiful as a ballad. <laughs> got a piano right here actually <laughs> oh, oh how convenient <laughs> um but just kind of like speaking of the pandemic and kind of it taking a lot away from people did that affect kind of like your kind of like songwriting process or kind of like your inspiration or anything or did it kind of do the opposite like were you able to kind of throw yourself into a whole new kind of range of like feelings and emotions well, for me personally, um, I'd been working on a, an album just before that. So yeah. the, the year prior to the lockdown, I'd kind of spent in my own kind of um, down period of, of writing and recording. Yeah. So, then, so you were in isolation before it was called cool to isolate. So you're a trendsetter. Basically. That's what you're saying. Basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, you know, like um, musicians generally kind of ex- Experienced the like work from home thing yeah. way before everyone else did as well um and that was actually a really nice thing mentally um for other people to be understanding what that's like because I think yeah for the you know years prior I'd always kind of struggled with people being like oh so what do you actually do in the day like and and you don't have a, a kind of real schedule or you know just just people with real jobs not really understanding like what it's like to to manage your own time it's quite it can be quite difficult um but obviously also really nice that you don't have to be in an office um but but yeah so the the year before I was kind of locked down in the house anyway and then there was another extended period of time put on top of that so it was a little bit like oh okay this album really isn't going to see the light of day for a long time um and that was obviously challenging because you don't really want to wait four years in between albums um it's just it's just kind of when you've created 
something you obviously want people to hear it as soon as possible um so that was a little bit frustrating um but it meant that I was able to kind of take my time finishing the record and making yeah. sure it was exactly right and um and then think about the plans for the visual and the artwork and stuff that would we then do when things were opening up again um but it, it yeah it kind of it put a kind of pressure on things to be um accurate and good enough yeah. because so so long had been taken over them you know like I, I and and I think sometimes I can get quite um obsessive over the detail if I don't yeah. just put it out straight away you can <laughs> get quite like um it's kind yeah. of like if you stare too long at it isn't it it's like it's like when you like go to like an art show or something and you, you stare too long at a photo like you sometimes feel like the eyes are moving it's kind of like in a weird way like it's <laughs> the same kind of thing <laughs> exactly yeah you can get really fixated on tiny details and um I don't think that's always the best thing for kind of workflow at all um <laughs> but but yeah but 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 generally kind of um you know I, I I was really lucky that I was able to just kind of carry on working on on the record and it, it was not a, a negative time positives they Thank you, Pitbull. Exactly. Again, see, exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's it's really nice though because I think, and this is why I love having these kind of conversations because I feel like in obviously I know the pandemic has been devastating to so many, but there's also like a real kind of positive vibe, and I don't know if it's just like a British thing that we're just kind of like, yep, we're we're carrying on or whatever. It is. Obviously, we're very resilient people considering what we've been through over the past couple of years, but there's a real sense of like the lessons that are coming from the like the lockdowns and stuff like that are people are being a lot more kind of patient with themselves and giving themselves more mm -hmm. of a kind of I think we really appreciate the value of time a lot more now and it's quite mm. from such a horrible experience that we kind of the world went through there's seems to be like a lot of kind of positive things that are kind of popping up from it so it's quite it's, it's nice to kind of hear another person say that it was kind of like a bit of a blessing in disguise in a weird, yeah. messed up way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think that in our society, we we really kind of um, celebrate hard, hard, hard work yeah. and kind of like everyone just constantly goes on about how hard they're working. And that's obviously great, but um, not necessarily like the healthiest thing for anybody. Oh and my God. so I think that I noticed that friends of mine were kind of um you know taking a step back and, and being a little bit kind of on themselves with, yeah. with the hard work thing which is good no I agree I don't like this whole kind of I don't know if it's like a generation thing but this whole kind of vibe at the moment that like if you're not up at 6am in the gym or working until like midnight you're a failure I don't understand where it's come from but I feel like mm. it's a very dangerous kind of mindset and stuff like that thing to be involved yeah. in because that's when you start to see things like burnout and kind of, you know, you're not taking care of yourself. So I'm, I agree yeah. with you on that. And it's actually really interesting you said that because I had a very interesting conversation with Jack Garrett about the same thing. So see? How, how is, I didn't listen to that. How is Jack doing? Is oh, it's not been... out yet. 
doing it's yet. not out yet oh, okay. so you're part of okay, like good. a very special season like so my season 10 has <gasps> wow. got like some of my favorites like singers and songwriters and stuff so oh, wow. yeah so in April oh, it'll be like but honestly it's I, I don't understand how I managed to pull it off to be honest but I'm very honored that you guys are taking the time and like being a part of this that's something that's generally changed my life and the fact that wow. I'm talking to the people who have wrote the songs that have kind of soundtracked that journey for me I can't tell you how mind-blowing it is so oh, yeah well that's that's amazing I'm so glad to hear it and and yeah I, I look forward to listening to everyone else as well because I, yeah I think it's it's um I really enjoy listening to conversations where yeah. you know with with my peers and and favorite artists too so um yeah I look forward to hearing them oh, that's exciting. oh I feel like I'm getting all like giddy <laughs> <laughs> Um, but to be fair, actually, I'm going to use this word again, um, giddy. Um, one of the biggest things that I love to do is obviously go to gigs, festivals, and I miss gigs and festivals more than I miss my own family in lockdown. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to say it. They they know. There's no how I feel. Um, I remember when I first, that first kind of gig that I went to after lockdown, and it, that's exactly how I felt. I felt like it was just an a, like overwhelming kind of sense of emotion like it all like with the music like just being mm. in a crowd again for, for you obviously I know obviously you love going to gigs as well but like for being someone who obviously performs at these on these kind of stages like did you miss it being on that stage and like in front of all those people yeah what 100% because performing life has always been well I, it's my first love basically like the yeah. thing that got me into music like I kind of I would write songs in order to go and perform them live that night at an open mic night you know like, yes. that's the whole point for me um so I didn't really know anything else for a long time and then obviously I got into that kind of like album cycle thing where you you write an album and put it out and tour it and then you go away again and, and yeah. so I got used to having these longer gaps which was quite alien to me a few years ago but now maybe I've got used to having a long gap as well um and I get quite nervous about performing live um or I have done in the past yeah so there was something bittersweet it's kind of like I do really miss it and I do want to do it, but I'm also really cozy in my house and I'm not, <laughs> I'm like not having to feel stressed about doing a gig. You know, it, it, I feel like you've got to be in a, in a different mindset in a way. Yeah. Um, and, but one interesting thing actually that I've experienced in the last kind of month, um, I had my first headline gig back after the pandemic and also after having a baby. Yeah. Um, and, and I didn't feel nervous at all. And it was wow. it's really weird. Um, I, I then went on and did this support tour with, with Tom O'Dell. Tom O'Dell. Which was amazing. It, incredible. It, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a great friend. Um, and it kind of came came up really last minute. Um, so I didn't have time to be nervous about it in advance. But when it came to kind of stepping out onto stages that were much bigger than I've played in a long time, like yeah. 5,000 capacity at Brixton Academy, I wasn't, I really wasn't that nervous. And I think it's something to do with having a baby and becoming a mother and um, having, having that perspective. And yeah. it's, 
it's been I, I know I'm really lucky that that's the way that my brain has decided to to, to go. Um, it could have been the opposite easily, but I'm just enjoying it at the moment yeah. and kind of wondering how long it'll last. As someone who used to get really nervous to the point where like my whole day would be absorbed by feeling a bit sick and not really yeah. wanting to eat enough and all that stuff. Um yeah, it's just really amazing and refreshing that I'm like, oh, yeah, gig, no big deal. Off I go. Um, and it feels, <laughs> I, I can actually enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. You know what, though? And I think it is a real testament. I mean, you mums are made of some incredible, incredibly strong stuff. Like, I don't know how you do it on a day-to-day basis. Like, I've got so much respect. Like, my mum's oh, like the wow. biggest driving force behind this whole podcast. So the fact that that's kind of, that's what you've took from like mother like you because you're indestructible but you really are like what you kind of go through to kind of bring this kind of life into the world and I'm gutted I didn't get to come to the tour because I would love to have seen like that kind of like I don't know I'm getting giddy again I don't know what's happening (laughs) god I love it it's it's energizing oh that's that's really amazing you've got that bond with your mom and and yeah I think just like I I you know social media is a very like pretty place where you kind of present all of these like perfect yeah. things everybody does it and I- I've been kind of documenting in my own way like what it's like having a baby yeah. and and get getting on the road and stuff and I think it's important here on this podcast to kind of say that it's not all totally rosy and, and easy which I sometimes I think I'm I kind of make it look like it's it's super simple um but you know and and that yeah like it is stressful kind of taking a baby into a music venue and you've got to think about like whether she's wearing her ear defenders and all all those like little things that are just kind of extra anxieties to have yeah Um, so is your rider changed now so i imagine like obviously the in the early days like if you're going on tour it would have been like like was it just like just the yellow M&Ms and stuff has it gone to like now being <laughs> like maybe like nappies or like formula or like what what, what does the like the rider that's the rider change now since you've become a mother I guess in theory you're right like I yeah I would need all that stuff I'd need baby stuff <laughs> um but I'm not really at a place where I get to demand for yet. <laughs> like yet. nappies and stuff <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, with on the Tom tour, when you're a support artist, you kind of, you don't really get like much more than water and and basics. Um, although Tom did very kindly give me catering. I got fed a hot meal every night, which was absolutely amazing. And that is like, guy. I think what when you're, <laughs> when you're breastfeeding and you're tired and just, yeah, dealing with a baby, getting hot food every night was absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, no other demands from me um and I to be honest I've never really been like a demanding person I just kind of I just kind of I'm happy with like a kettle <laughs> to make a cup of tea <laughs> um, I love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> not you do so much with a kettle though you can make noodles you can, you can do all sorts with a kettle. so I like that great point something <laughs> I've never utilized on tour which is stupid I'm definitely going to try that now hey I'm just this show is just the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> <laughs> But again, which leads me very nicely into this because um, 
like I said, like music is my biggest coping mechanism. And like you've mentioned there, like a few anxieties that you used to have, like when going on tour and imagine there's a few like now going on tour with like a, obviously a newborn and stuff. Like what are your go-tos? Like when things get a little bit kind of like much, like you mentioned about social media, just seeing like the good parts when it's not mm. so good. Like, do you have like certain things that you lean to, to kind of help you get through those days? Yeah, I think I, I'm really lucky um, to have really supportive family and it sounds like you also touched on that then with with your mom um it's yeah my, I've I've also got a husband that we, we work really closely together on I didn't realize it was fires I did yeah, not realize like, oh my god your song um cold I really? literally yeah uh, ah like, I don't know if you can see, like, I can't even just saying that. And I didn't know you that I didn't know you were married. <laughs> oh, bad. cool. Yeah, well, there, there you go. Yeah, Ben, ben and I met um, years ago to, to write together and to make things together. Um, and we were friends for a long time and then ultimately um, got together, which has been wonderful. And, like, we, we're so lucky to have, like, a creative partnership as well that yeah. just works. Um, so he's my he's my go-to for all venting and stressing and just like letting everything go. And I think, I think I give off this quite like, um, like you said, very positive exterior, yeah. but I do carry a lot of um, worry and I can get, yeah. I can get quite um, worried about things that I don't really need to be worried about. And with family, I let all that out and I think that's that's a lot for them to take on as well mm. you know it, it, I'm aware that I shouldn't really put all of my problems onto onto the people around me but um but you know I think I think I hope that it's infrequent enough that it doesn't kind of put too much stress onto them um but so yeah I'd say family are the are the thing that I really rely on to keep me kind of sane in those moments no I love that and I think it's really important message like anyone who's listened to this is just like again just having that conversation can make you feel so much better and it's like a problem shared is a problem halved I'm a big believer in oh that oh my god yeah no woman is an island I'm sure that is just the taste of what is to come next and there's one line in particular that kind of really sticks with me especially with the situation that my mum's in about there being a universe universes inside her head and Mm -hmm. again I think it's a testament to like you mums that you can have all this going on and you're still that kind of rock that like we need to I mean I don't know if that's the meaning behind the lyric at all but that's exactly what I took away from that and again I thought it was like it's a very powerful but it's a very powerful song Oh, thank you. And I'm, it's cool to hear that, that it resonated with you in that way. And there's, there's no um, right or wrong interpretation of it. Yeah. You know, it's just whatever it makes everyone feel. And, um, but, but you're right. It, it's about the, you know, the breadth of thought and roles that women have to play. And I think, like personally, I felt that as a, a, a woman in music or whatever like you, you do have to take on a million different roles yeah. and that's like you know being the 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 front woman the the business woman the the 
self promoter, the content maker, the the fashion icon, the, the <laughs> hair and makeup god goddess. Yes. You know, like all of these things that you just actually didn't really originally sign up for. Um, and then on a broader scale, as a woman, you do tend to have to take on many roles in in daily life and um yeah I I think I'm experiencing that a a new side of that now being a Mormon and balancing that with work and and it's it's just cool like I wrote that song before I became a a mom Um, and even in that kind of year since making it it, I've got a new kind of role to, to to balance um but you know like you said everyone could and um, apply it to their own situation and yeah no it's it's absolutely brilliant and I'm, I'm so excited but I'm going to do this now but like is there anything you could tell us about the new album is there any kind of like what like when's it out or is that allowed are you allowed to say these things at the moment you know I I don't even know exactly yet when, what the release date oh, is God. Like, I would tell you I promise I was disappointed I, you know <laughs> <laughs> definitely going to be out this year which i'm delighted about you know after after such a long wait and um it's been so nice these last few weeks putting the single out putting the video out and and just kind of speaking to fans again after ages like you know yeah. hearing their reaction to the song and and people sharing their stories and stuff it's been really amazing and um yeah i'm just like I've got a few festivals booked in for summer. So yes. like you said, it's all kind of, it's all kind of coming to life again. And um, I can see yeah, the excitement they, they on your face, just like. <laughs> yeah, it's real. It feels real. And, and I, it, yeah, it feels like it's been a real wait. Um, so yeah, I, I, and, and I think for the first time in, well, in, in my career up to this point, I, I love every single song on on the on my album. Wow. I, I feel like totally in control of the the visual and the artwork, um, and I'm just like hundred percent happy with it. And I guess that says something to, about the past where I've kind of not been yeah. totally happy with things. Um, so this is a it's, it's a real it's a yeah it's a real special um, moment for me. I think. Oh God, I'm excited. I'm excited. I have one final question for you. And there is no judgment with this whatsoever. Okay. But if you're at a party and, you know, you kind of, you might have had a drink, you might not have had a drink, depending on how, obviously, you kind of like to go to parties, I guess. What song is playing to get Ray Morris on the dance floor? <laughs> um, you know what? I, I'll pretty much dance to anything. <laughs> Oh, well, that's a cop-out. That is a cop-out. No, 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 it's it's not a cop-out. It's like, you know, I, it, I, I'm i I'm always one of the first people on the dance floor. Like, I'm not, I don't really understand people that, um, you know, need to be, like, super drunk or, like, yeah. off their heads on something else to, to dance. Like, I, I, I can dance at, at any time, basically. Um, <laughs> but something that sprung to mind immediately was... Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men. Strong choice. You know what? 90s. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically anything from that time. But um, but that song in particular is our our daughter's favorite song because we've been playing it to her since she was since she was born. Um, 
a really rogue choice, but um, I've I've actually like I've honed some really great moves to that because uh, as a result. So um, if that came on, I would I'd have like a, a good r- routine, and I'd be happy to share it with everyone. I'm impressed. I'm Javad. If I don't see that on your Instagram in the next few weeks, I'm gonna be very disappointed. <laughs> okay, this is a challenge. <laughs> Oh, Ray, you have been an absolute dream to have a waffle with. I can't thank you enough to take for like, taking the time. Um, thank you. Best of luck with obviously the summer with the new like the shows and obviously the new album. And I cannot wait to get back and see you on that stage where you belong again. So yeah, uh, well, thank you for joining. If you want to come me. to a festival, come yeah, come come join us at a festival. It'd be really nice to hang out and Ah, well, I can take you up on that. So I was actually looking at Boardmasters. So I'm free. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> come on, come on down. <laughs> Let's do it. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop podcast with me, Taylor James. Huge thank you to my incredible guest this week, the brilliant Ray Morris. Make sure you're pre-ordering that new album, Rachel at Fairyland. It's out in July. As always, hit subscribe, and I'll see you next week. 5 years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.